0: Well hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of our podcast. I'm Tom and I have Paul and Clover here with me. Hi guys. Hello. Hi there. So we uh, were just in staff meeting and recognized that I think it's been just about 50 days um, since this lockdown period started. Uh, A lot has changed in the life of the church and we thought we'd reflect a little bit on that. Paul's going to share with us Uh, a short devotion from the Gospel of John, and then together we'll talk about some of the opportunities um, that are presenting themselves to us at this unique time. So over to you, Paul.
1: Thanks, Tom. Um, I think this struck me last night as I was um, listening to Tom preaching, and um, I thought he did a brilliant job. And and the thing that he reminded us was just that, that, that we're 50 days into this, um, do we have another fifty days before we meet as a church again in, in in the way that we normally meet? Probably probably more than fifty days and I guess it 's good to reflect on what we have done and what we could do in the future and and in particular uh, it, it seems to me that one of the great challenges um, of this period is to to think about evangelism. Um, we should always be thinking about evangelism. That should always be high on our list of priorities. After all, the one command that we've got is to make disciples of all nations. You can't do that without preaching the gospel. And so, at the staff meeting this morning, I, I read three verses from John's Gospel, uh, John chapter seven. Jesus has gone up to the feast, feast of Tabernacles. It's it's only about six months before his death, and um, part of the feast, as they remembered the way in which God had provided for his people uh, in the wilderness, and in particular, the way in which he provided the, uh, the water um, from the rock and, and water in a desert, uh, one, of the, one of the things that they did to remember that was to get a great pitcher, a golden pitcher of water and pour the water out to remind them of God's faithfulness in the past, but also to look to the future, that when Messiah came, he would give them the, the living water. Uh, the promise of of drinking from the wells of salvation. It's therefore significant that Jesus stands up on this last day and makes an amazing proclamation. Normally, Jesus um, hides away from the limelight. Normally, when he teaches, he's sitting and he's surrounded by people. They've come to him. But on this occasion, he deliberately stands in the most obvious place, in the most public place, on the most public day, the greatest day of the festival, and he makes a proclamation. So let me read John chapter 7 and verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said to a loud, in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those Who had believed in him were later to receive. Up until this time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified." What struck me first of all here is that here is Jesus publicly declaring and offering the the waters of life. Um, It's it's very simple actually. (laughs) It's the most simple way of describing and and presenting the gospel. Um, He didn't get involved in deep theology. He simply says, are you thirsty? come to me. He's, he's crying to the people. It's very obvious in the Greek. It's a loud voice. It's a passionate cry. He knows he's coming towards the end of his earthly ministry. Here is a unique opportunity surrounded by crowds, tens of thousands probably, and saying, come and drink. Here is the water of life. The passion of Jesus is to proclaim the gospel, and the gospel is himself. Come to me. I will give you this living water. We are surrounded constantly, uh, all our lives, and particularly at this time, as I look out of the window, I can see people, just a few people gathering, some going to, to, to shop and others in their gardens, people who are spiritually thirsty. Some of them may know it and are trying to quench their thirst in other ways. Others probably have no consciousness of it at all, but people who are spiritually thirsty. What do they need? They need the water of life they need Jesus that's what what it is in essence everything they need is in Christ and Jesus offers this to them but then he says something very interesting verse 39 uh, verse 38 whoever believes in me as scripture has said rivers of living water will flow from within them you might expect him to say you know if you believe in me you will receive quenching of waters, of of life, you'll never thirst again. And of course he does say that, he says it to the woman at the well, but what he's saying here is if you have tasted the the wonderful refreshing water, then that has to flow out from you into a thirsty world. Um, There's the world all around us. We have the water of life. What are we going to do? Is that water going to flow from us? The Dead Sea was dead because it received water and the water went nowhere the water silted up nothing lived in the dead sea because it received and never gave out and spiritually we can receive blessing and keep it to ourselves if we have tasted that living water then it's incumbent on us to 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 give that water to offer that water to offer jesus to a needy world in the last verse he says this, this water, the, the way in which this water comes through is through the Holy Spirit. Up until that time the Spirit had not yet been given in his fullness because Jesus had not yet been glorified. On the day of Pentecost he was and the Spirit was poured out and every one of us has the Holy Spirit. We have the living water. It is our huge, massive, delightful responsibility to share that water, to be channels of water to a needy world so so that's a challenge to my heart I hope it's a challenge to you as well in this time that we have what are we doing what could we be doing in reaching people around us and offering to thirsty people the water of life
0: I think Clover, would you like to um, add a little to that flesh it out for us
2: well, having listened to the Prime Minister last night and seeing that this situation we're in isn't going to end any time soon, um, I've just been thinking about how um, having heard Boris speak after um, you, uh, Tom, helped us look through um, that passage in Philippians and see the similarities, the connections between where the Apostle Paul was and where we are. In lockdown. I think it's, it's good for us to, to want this season to end, to want to be back together as a church, to want to be gathered, but we don't want to do that miss the fact that we are in these circumstances under the sovereign hand of God and these circumstances offer us potentially some, some new and unique opportunities, ones that perhaps won't be there in a few months uh, when when the lockdown period ends. And uh, thinking about uh, uh, about what Tom had said, and then reflecting today on Acts chapter 8, where God uses the persecution of the church as an opportunity, as the church is scattered, so the gospel goes out. Now, we're scattered in a very different way. We haven't moved. We simply, we can't gather. But actually, each of us is is, is placed somewhere by God. Uh, Each of us has neighbours, people on our street. And, And I think it'd be good just, just you know, as, as we start to think about how we might emerge from this period, just to to think about what opportunities we we have taken, perhaps as yet we haven't been able to because um, we've been very busy. One of the things you challenged us on last night, Tom, was to think about what our priorities have been. If if we've got busier, what are the things that have have slid off our agenda? And for many of us, we may have said for years, oh, "I don't really know my neighbours. I don't know the people across the street." Um, you know, we kind of pass like ships in the night, sort of thing. Whereas this, this providentially does offer us the opportunity to actually greet and to, to meet people. Now, I know that might seem strange because uh, you know we've got social distancing and so forth. But for many of us, if we're not shielding, we are in a position to sort of, you know, put a note through someone's door, um, which may just be say, you know, I live at this house I've always meant to say hello I'm really sorry I haven't yet but I just wanted to introduce myself that may be it we may be in a position to offer um, more substantive help than that we may be it may be that we just say I don't I don't think there is anything I can do to help you or anything I can think of Um, but each of those things makes that connection with someone whether that's putting a note through or a card I remember when one of the lessons I learned when when Sarah died actually was that to say I don't know what to say was so much better than saying nothing at all. And I think in that sense, there is potentially a parallel here. Just to say to people or to put a note through a neighbor's door saying, I don't think I can do anything to help you, but I wanted to say hello is better than just thinking, I don't think I can offer any help, so I won't do anything at all. Um, it may be for those people that are shielding, who aren't going out, that if this is something you would like to do, that there may be people within the church who can you know you could leave something out and it could be picked up and delivered for you or put in the post or or whatever um, the other thing to say is that you know when when this does end you know will we be in a position will we we are connected with people in a way that would potentially mean that we could you know as people want to do things to mark the end of lockdown potentially meeting up um you know having coffee together or a barbecue or whatever may be appropriate when these restrictions finally end uh will we be at the heart of that where we are will people think uh, to have connected with us or will we'll still be the person that other people in the community don't really know the person that lives at number 20 or whatever else but they do know each other i think there's plenty of um potential there and and, and just take time to think how might the lord be be enabling me to reach out in a new way to say it's always difficult to say someone i've always been meaning to say hello but remember, got round to it when that's gone on for years but actually putting that in a note or something and just saying just just I just wanted to say hello I just wanted to make a connection um and even for some of us we may feel it's appropriate to say you know is there anything you'd like me to pray for um you know I've got the time to do that and I'd love to if I can those are things that we can do particularly if it's a note through the door that's that's kind of non-confrontational people people don't have to respond but if they do that would be amazing Uh, there's much and Paul's going to talk about it in a moment that we can do centrally as a church resources things we can aim to do and you know there may be people that we we, we're unaware of unconnected with who who are hearing from us at the moment but what we want to do is to take the opportunities all of them that God's given us as a church some of those will be with people who are remote to us but many of them will be the people who are around us our friends and families and neighbors Uh, so maybe something we can all do this week is just pause and pray and think about how the Lord might be calling us to act in these um, these unusual times. They won't go on forever, so let's not miss any opportunities the Lord has given us to connect with people who need to know his son.
0: Mm, I was really struck. I went for a walk on Friday, VE Day, and there were lots of little streets of people. They were in their own gardens, but they were talking over the fences uh, to each other. Um, perhaps in normal times, uh, Bath and the communities here sort of pass each other by uh, a lot. There's a lot of people who commute uh, elsewhere. Um, but in this time, it seems like there's almost little tiny mission fields, if you like, that have popped up on streets and round corners and over fences that may be completely unique and may never happen again. So I was struck by that. That could be a real opportunity for me in on my street and... Um, yeah, encouraged that that's possible in a way that perhaps it never has been before or hasn't been for a long time.
2: hundred percent, Tom. What, we don't want to look back, do we, in, in six months, a year, and, and regret the fact that perhaps we, we could have just been slightly more bold. We're not talking about <clears throat> doing anything outrageous. We're not talking about uh, the need to try and, you know, set up some, you know, great evangelistic mission in our communities or, or... Anything, it's just to connect with people and to show them that practical sense that we love and care, and from that, who knows what fruit may come in the future. Um, and whether or not people respond, we should always remember that when we reach out for the glory of God, when we, you know, it may be that you're listening to this and you think, you know, I just find it so hard, I wouldn't know where to start, I wouldn't know what to say some of us find it really difficult i just really encourage you just you know put one card through someone's door you know try and catch the eye of someone over the fence whatever out and say hello and when you do that you know who knows that person they may or may not come to the lord it doesn't matter because you did that for the glory of god and he knew that was hard for you and he is pleased um so, so as you say, let, let, let's take these opportunities as they present themselves and not make ourselves so busy with, with other things, even good things, serving at church in, in the ways that we're doing it. That can be time consuming for some. We can have projects at home, things we want to do. But let's not miss this season that the Lord's given us.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dog walkers. Have you ever contacted dog walkers they're a strange breed but they all go at the same time or at least they all go at the time that i seem to go so i I know oh six or seven people with dogs now we have a chat and, and you know a quick hello when we're walking along and trying to avoid one another um it's a little bit when you're walking a little bit like the the kind of anti good samaritan the the good thing to do now is to cross over and walk on the other side of the road but it's not so far that you can't actually talk to people and make contact with people and um it is encouraging. Thanks for what has just shared there. And I, I, I think you know I, I, at least two of our neighbours um, I've spoken to far more. I mean we've spoken in the past but far far more than, than ever before and it's at this stage it's not saying you know what's my strategy to get the conversation around to hear the gospel no matter what. That's not what we're talking about. We're making friends so that when the opportunity comes, when God gives the opportunity we'll be able to uh, share the gospel with them. That's what we 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 want to encourage you to think about, and we also want to resource that centrally if if we possibly can. Um, we spent some time talking about this on Eld- as elders last Thursday, and we're just working on on some central things that we could offer uh, in, in the near future. I, I know um, that one or two of you have been in touch with me and, and described how you've you've um, encouraged friends or neighbours. Or, uh, or relatives to uh, to listen to our services who wouldn't normally go to church. So, so that's encouraging, um, and and I think that that's incumbent on those of us who are preaching to make sure that there's always some kind of gospel application in our preaching. Um, uh, this Wednesday, uh, I'm hoping um, to record a, a very short gospel message, just a kind of um, a, a short gospel address. Um, helping people to understand who Jesus is, uh, maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes, perhaps. Um, so to record that, and we'll, we'll put that online. Uh, one of the other things that we want to do is um, is to do a little bit of a survey, just to uh, ask people in the congregation if they have any ideas, and if anybody's been finding anything particularly fruitful and particularly helpful in this particular way. Um, uh, I think we, we want to be able, for example, to offer to pray for people, uh, Clover mentioned that on a personal level. I think we want to do something centrally so that people um, can contact us as a church and ask for prayer. Um, I, I think we are in a situation that, that uh, I think we, we all, everybody keeps saying, um, it's never happened in our lifetime. Hopefully, hopefully, it'll never happen again. But if God really is sovereign and in control, then, then he is creating and will create opportunities for building his church. And, and we want to seize that as much as we possibly can
0: thanks paul um i think clover's just going to close for us in prayer um, now
2: father we thank you uh, that you are our sovereign god we thank you that nothing has ever surprised you uh words for us um like unprecedented and never before and and not in my lifetime um have become so commonplace uh many of us may be in our own way quite shocked about the way things that have happened and you hear how many months we may still be affected and things seem uncertain for us. Father, we thank you that you have literally no idea what it is to be uncertain. As Paul's just said, you are sovereign, you are king and you are working your purposes out. And Father God, we pray that as your people, you'd fill us with a great compassion for those around us. Father, would we pause and think about what you're asking us to do uh, the opportunities that you've given us. Uh, Father, would we trust, as as Paul was reflecting as we started, that you have given us your spirit. We are not on our own. And the promise of the Lord Jesus is that that spirit will flow out from us. Father, we have good news. And as Paul said, we're not looking to to flood people with that immediately. We're looking to connect with people because we love you and we love them because they're made in your image. Uh, Father God, please help us. Uh, to be filled with love for you and to seek to love those around us out of that love. Uh, Father, please be with each one listening this week. Amen.
0: Thank you um, both for joining us. We hope that's been an encouragement to you. Um, And yeah, please, if this has been a a difficult time or or a time of struggle and you want to talk about that, or if you want to talk about the opportunities or challenges you may face uh, on your street or, in whatever lockdown means for you, please do just get in touch with us we We still want to hear from you um so do remember that um thanks for joining us Paul and clover
1: and we'll see you all soon we hope indeed thank you Tom all right.